Hi, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Gracefully Broken Podcast. I'm your host, Blair Dominique. As always, it is a pleasure to sit down with you. I hope everyone is having a great week so far or has been having a great week so far. Um, before we get into the word, I do want to just say thank you again for tuning into this episode. This is a special one, which all episodes are special ones. But thank you so much for tuning in. Um, before I release today's title um, and the word and all of those things, I just want to give a special shout out to my parents. Thank you so much for supporting me, for always listening to every episode and giving me so much feedback on everything that I'm doing in ministry. I truly, truly appreciate you. Like God gift me, gifted me with the best parents ever. Um, so let's go ahead and get started into the word. So like always, before we go ahead and get started, um, we say a prayer to open our minds and our hearts to just allow God to use me as a vessel so that way you can hear whatever you need to hear um, and you continue to grow in your relationship with God. Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord God, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for allowing me to just sit um, and be still in this moment, Lord God, and just share the word that you have blessed me with, Lord God. Thank you for allowing me to just become a, a minister and a teacher, Lord God. And as, and as I continue to walk on this path, Lord God, I just ask for your special covering, Lord God. I just ask for a special covering over anyone who is listening, Lord Heavenly Father, who wants to dive into ministry. Um, just let them know that they are equipped, that you have given them all of the skills and the tools they need in order to be successful, Lord Heavenly Father. As we dive into this word, Lord God, I just ask that you open our minds and our hearts, Lord God, so that we may receive it, Lord God, that we, we may <laughs> hear what we need to hear, Lord Heavenly Father, and let it pique our interest, Lord Heavenly Father. And as we continue, when we log off, Lord God, I just ask you. Let those reminders, Lord God, be gentle reminders, Lord God, and reassurances of how we are supposed to be um, your believers, how we're supposed to be um, as believers, Lord Heavenly Father. Thank you so much. Um, and, and in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you, guys. Um, so today's title, um, I kind of went in between. I didn't know what title to title this message. Um, so Right now, the title is True Believers, um, part one, um, how to be in the world, but not of the world. So our main text um, from, for today's message comes from 2 Corinthians um, chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. And then we'll also be dabbing into some other scriptures as well. So it says, therefore, since we have this ministry... Because we are shown mercy, we do not give up. Instead, we have renounced secret and shameful things, not acting deceitful or distorting the word of God and commending ourselves before God to everyone, to everyone's conscience by an open display of the truth. But if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this age has blinded their, the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we are not proclaiming ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants, your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness 
has has shown in or has sown in our hearts to give the light of the of the knowledge of God's glory in the face of Jesus Christ. So this comes from 2 Corinthians verses 4 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 1 through 6. So like I said today's title um is Christ like true believers um being true believers in God. And just to give you a little bit of backstory on this, God planted, like I said, like the last episode, he gives me titles um, and he plants the seeds in me. So I have been having multiple conversations or multiple conversations with my mother. Um, she had been asking me these questions about like Halloween and um, just um, basically being mindful of what we're uh, letting our spirit take in so if we're watching or listening to secular music or watching scary movies and I actually had another conversation because after God had already given me given me the word I wanted to ask someone who is a leader in the church essentially so I was at work and this person there I'm not going to say their name or anything like that because um, just for privacy, but they're a leader in their church um, and they have voiced that they are, you know, believers and like they're a worship leader and all of those things. So I asked um, this person and I was like, you know, well, how do you deal with, and they're, um, they're a worship leader, so they do music and everything. So I was like, well, how do you, as a believer, you know, and you're, a, uh, he's a young guy or I would say he's a little bit younger than me, but I was like, well, how do you be in this world with you being in music and um, songs and all of these things? How do you be in this world and not of the world? And in the conversation, he he basically said that he doesn't he doesn't view it as like those those not, I guess those secular things he doesn't view it as um as any he doesn't attach his faith to it so he kind of puts up this wall um and he lets himself enjoy those things but he doesn't um he doesn't like I said he doesn't attach his faith but and when I left the conversation if I'm being honest I was so confused I didn't I didn't really get an answer. It was like, okay, so you kind of put up some type of boundary, but you don't really put up a boundary. You don't really say, hey, I'm not going to listen to this. You kind of allow yourself to dabble into everything and then um, then just, you know, then just take it for what it is and then say, okay, well, this doesn't affect my walk with Christ. And I thought about it. I was like, well, it actually does affect your walk with Christ. And he was like, well, how do you feel about the situation? And before I get into like how I feel and my thoughts, I want to go back into the text and it says, um, that first, that first verse, therefore, since we have this ministry, so we as Christians, we have this ministry, God bless us with this ministry. We were shown mercy and we don't give up. Instead, we have renounced secret and shameful things, not acting deceitfully or distorting the word of God, but commending ourselves before God to everyone's conscience by an open display of the truth. So it first says how we're supposed to 
renounce secrets and shameful things, not acting deceitful, deceitfully or distorting the word of God. So just picking that and just saying like those shameful things are not acting deceitfully as Christians, we're not supposed to lie and keep secrets are not supposed to be in this world we're not supposed because we know that this world is filled with um deceit and lust and shame and all of these things we're not supposed to do that so but then it goes down as the text goes um goes down we're as christians we're supposed to have an open display of the truth but if our gospel is veiled it is veiled to those who are perishing in their case the god of this age has blinded them so if we have unbelievers and we're allowing our gospel that jesus christ jesus christ's gospel to be veiled to be hidden and we're not able or we're not we're not we are afraid to share it and we're concealing it then we're keeping it from the people who actually need to hear it. We're keeping it from the people who actually want to believe, but maybe they haven't had the opportunity to have that conversation. They haven't had the opportunity to have the conversation with someone. Or maybe they had, like I said, um, who they may have been hurt by the church or whatever. So in that conversation with him, I, like I said, I, I walked away a little confused. I didn't really get the answer that I guess I didn't really get the answer that I was thinking that I was going to get um, out of the situation, but I mean, it was okay. It was his answer. So I respected him for it. And in when it was my turn to answer the question, I said, well, you know, I do think that um, I said, well, in the experience of like, um, of scary movies I've never liked scary movies so and and it didn't my like or my my dislike for scary movies didn't come from me being a Christian my dislike for scary movies is I didn't like scary movies because I didn't like the idea of being scared um I didn't find enjoyment in that now and I said well I can understand how people find enjoyment or they like scary movies for the theatrics and like all of the pyrotechnics and all of those things and in some form of way that's an art however my opinion is that those things do open a window or door to things that as Christians we should not be allowing a door to be opening we should not be allowing ourselves to be watching those things and just think that those spiritual things that are out there that they're not going to attack us or we're not going to have this um type of thoughts or anything like that and we think of like secular music and when you think of these songs and these love songs and all of this stuff sorry when you think of all of these songs and these love songs um that you listen to it makes you feel some type of way, right? So when we're thinking of these things or li- and listening to these things, you don't think that that has something to do with like flesh and all of those things. So we have to make sure and we're mindful of what we're listening to and what we're watching. Um, and it's hard. It's hard to have that wall up. 
to say, okay, I am a Christian. I believe those things. I believe in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is my Lord. God is my Lord and Savior. All of these X, Y, and Z. Uh, and I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. Like this is not my home. My home is heaven. I was put on this earth for a reason. And I was put on this earth to share the gospel. And exactly like in the text, it says, if we as believers don't um, distinguish what it means to be a true believer and what it means to be Christ-like and to continue to walk in faith and to not be tainted by this world. If we don't distinguish that and say, and be an example, how are people supposed to recognize us? How are people also going to turn to us and say, hey, you know, what is Christianity? I see that you read your Bible. I see that you pray, like, tell me a little bit more about that. And also, like I said, not distorting God's word. So not, and I've talked about this in previous episodes, but not picking and choosing verses that, um, I can't think of the word, but that, uh, can't think of the word, but that, uh, I guess benefits our own agenda. So if we're trying to tell someone something or trying to say, Hey, you shouldn't do this or whatever, because this is what the, the text says, where as in we're distorting what God says about the situation. So we have to be mindful as Christians that we're not doing that as well. Um, so in the text in John, um, in the text in John, and oh, sorry, in first John 2, 15 through 17, it reads, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride in one's possessions is not from the Father, but it's from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away. But the one who does the will of God remains forever. So going back to that saying like, hey, the the world is filled with lust and desires and pride. So if we love things that are in this world, it makes us far away from God. It puts that barrier between us and God. And we don't want that as Christians. We want to uphold God's truth and to have relationship with him and be tapped into what he says. So we can't have the barrier. We have to allow ourselves to remove those things. So sometimes that looks like, hey, I can't watch this TV show or, Hey, I can't watch this movie or, Hey, I can't participate in the things that you participate in because as a believer, it says, or as the Bible says, it says, don't do these things or you can do it. It's okay, but you can't get to this, um, this point. Um, so that's when I mean that, I mean, wine and drinking and doing all of those things like it says it's okay you can drink wine but it's not good for a man to get drunk and it's not good for a man to be not in his right mind and all of those things that's when lust and shame and all of those things creep in because that wall because you're not able to um you don't have that level of discernment at that time um so when we think about as christians like i said you have to be able to put a boundary um, on this earth and if we're true believers we like I said we, we can't always participate in the things that the world does or your friends or your friends do or whatever 
So we sometimes we can't do that. Sometimes we can't participate in worldly things. And that's okay. We have to be okay with that as believers. If we're going to call ourselves true believers, if we're going to call, call ourselves Christians, we have to understand well, sometimes Blair can't hang out with that person or sometimes I can't watch that TV show or sometimes God says, Blair, you can't watch TV at all because like in my previous episode, how I talked about, God was telling me that I needed to stop watching TV because it was a barrier that, because it was um, it was withholding that capability of taking my ministry to the next level and me walking in that purpose. So we have to be able to discern and decide if we're going to allow the things in this world to keep us from walking in our truth and speaking the, um, the word of God. We have to be able to decide what's more important. Is it more important to have all of these friends and have all of these followers and to truly be in the world and pose like we're Christians and pose like we are believers and we we walk with God but in reality we are tiptoeing in between the line and we're picking and choosing what we want to do and what we want to say and when we want to listen to God we have to decide what's more important is it more important to please the world and the people in the world or is it more important about our relationship with God we have to decide which which two things are more important and um, when I think about, uh, walking with God and like these things coming up, like I said, like scary movies and Halloween and secular music, we have Halloween coming up and, um, I've never participated really in Halloween because my parents are devout Christians. Now, I have watched some things that growing up, maybe you shouldn't have watched. I've never, ever seen Harry Potter. None, I've never watched it. My parent, my mother did not allow me to watch it. And I probably wouldn't, or I will not watch it till this day because I, one, I don't think it's important for me to watch it. And like I said, in the beginning of this video, in this episode, when we're watching and listening to things, we don't realize that that is opening a window, a door and allowing ourselves. We think that it's not hurting us. We think that it's not hurting our physical being, our flesh, but it's wounding our spiritual being. It's wounding that it's allowing these thoughts to get in our minds to think it's okay to, uh, as kids especially to cast spells and dress up as this and dress up as that and it's like well no like we need to be able to pray up against those things and to say okay I'm gonna put this wall up and I'm not gonna listen to secular music or I'm just gonna be mindful of what I'm listening to I'm gonna be mindful and listen to the actual lyrics not just listen to a song because it has a good beat or it's a popular artist right now or whatever what I really like the new and latest trend or TikTok dance, and I really want to support this business. We have to be mindful of who we're representing, and ultimately, we're representing God. We are Christians, so we're supposed to be Christ-like. We're supposed to be believers of the gospel. We're supposed to be able to testify what God has done in our lives into, like I said, remove that veil with the text says, remove the veil, so it allows people who don't believe in God, who don't, um, who don't know him, 
so they can have that correct representation of, well, this is what it means to walk with God. This is what it means to be a true believer and live out the gospel, to not just read the word um, and speak it, but to actually live in it. Because sometimes we have to, like I said, we have to put up that wall. We have to decide are we going to be believers and believe the word and do all of the things or are we going to be in the world? We have to decide that. So um, in my, in my bathroom, there is this, uh, this picture, not picture frame, but whatever this piece of art. And it says, if you want to know where your heart lies, know where your mind wanders or something like that. And we've all read the text where it says, you know, out of your heart can flow deceit if if essentially, I can't think of the text exactly, but out of your heart, it can, it can flow deceit. So everything comes from your heart. So when I thought about it of how, like I said, when we listen to this, these music or these songs and watch these videos and movies and all of these things, and we get all of this, we basically get our flesh riled up, right? We have to be able to say, well, what is that doing to my heart posture? What is that doing to my relationship with God? What is that doing? And how is that affecting uh, my spiritual self? How is that uh, affecting my spiritual well-being? So when we think and we're going to war and we're like, like I said, that spiritual being, when we are getting ready to walk out and be believers and be who we're supposed to be and be Christ-like, like I said, true believers, because that's what we're supposed to be, true believers walking in God hand in hand um, and displaying what we need to display and not distorting um, his word. Um, I thought about this analogy and I love analogies because sometimes we need them in order to under truly understand the word. And when right now it's football season. So whether you are an NFL fan or a college football fan, it's football season, right? So the football players, they don't go out onto the battlefield without a plan. They have a playbook. They study the playbook. There are countless, they are in countless hours of practice, of training camp and all of these things. So when it's time to go and play, they have a general idea of what's going to happen. They have a general consensus of, okay, well, uh, if something happens, if that person gets to this line or whatever, we could kind of figure out a way. We already have this play. Let's do this. Let's do that, whatever. So as believers, when we go and we have these things and it's Halloween's hot or we're dealing with something or we watch something where we shouldn't necessarily have watched or we get these fleshly desires and all of these things. We have a playbook. We have these things or like I said, anxiety, depression, any of those things. We have a playbook, which are, what, what is our playbook guys? What is our playbook? It is the Bible in this analogy. So our playbook is the Bible. Um, so just like in football, it has scripture where we can go in and if you're battling against anxiety, if you're battling against um, lust, lustful thoughts, if you're battling against depression, it has scripture. We can go and read it and say, okay, well, what does scripture say about this? What does scripture say about something that I'm dealing with right now? 
And what, how can this help me? And that's what God gave us. God gave us the ultimate playbook, the ultimate way in, in which we can walk out as true believers. He gave us a, a playbook. Okay, well, you're dealing with this. Okay, this is what you need to do to fight up against that. This is what you need to do to fight up against that. And this is what you need to do to fight up against that. We have to understand that we are not in, we are not of this world. We're just in the world right now we're just in the world right now like and we have to be able to put up our spiritual boundaries so we don't taint ourselves and our relationship with God so I want to give you three tips and I also want to pose the same question to you that I posed to um my coworker at work so three tips for being more Christ-like or walking in or being, like I said, being more Christ-like. So one, give yourself grace. So, and this, these tips are not in any particular order or anything like that. So give yourself grace. So don't think and don't take this message as, hey, like, man, like this girl is telling me I'm doing, I need to stop doing X, Y, and Z in order to be more Christ-like. No, trust that it's a process, you know, and realize, do some own self-reflection and say, okay, um, what are the things that I'm allowing myself to take part in that I necessarily, as a believer, I shouldn't be taking part in? What are the things that I need to remove? So with that, like I said, number two, or the first one is give yourself grace. And also by giving yourself grace, if you mess up and you fall victim to something, give yourself grace in that situation. Say, okay, well, I know that as a Christian, I'm not necessarily supposed to be divulging in these things so let me slowly let's say i'm not gonna i'm not gonna drink any alcohol or i'm not or i'm gonna abstain from this give yourself grace in the midst of you transitioning and realizing that you need to set boundaries so going to that second one set boundaries allow yourself once you kind of do some type of self-reflection or whatever um you set those boundaries and they are clear and concise. So once you set that boundary, don't allow yourself to break it consistently and say, oh, well, God is going to um, forgive me. No, once you set that boundary, keep the boundary. The boundary is there for a reason to protect you. So the third thing, talk to God. Uh, talk to God and ask him, hey, reveal these things that need to be revealed, but also give me strength. So when I come up in these situations and I'm at work and I'm hanging out with my friends, I have the the strength and the willpower to say, no, it's okay. Like I'm not really into that or I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stand firm on what the boundaries that I've already set that I'm going to continue to stand firm on. So talk to God and allow him to reveal the things that you need to change, but also to give you strength. So when you are in those situations, in those difficult situations, um, you can resist those temptations that you've already put that wall in. Um, but, and also in that, Allow him to take away those desires. So if you're someone who really, really, really likes sugar or really, really likes watching TV like I did, like I found it as a pastime, praying to God and say, hey, God, like I know that you're telling me to not do this or to abstain from this. Can you reveal this or sorry, take away that desire? Because I know that it is hindering my growth and my relationship from you with you. So take it away and remove it. Um, don't let me have that desire anymore. Don't let that be in my life anymore. <clears throat> um, so when we're coming up against those things, 
Like I said, we have that strength, we have the protection, we have the boundary, and you're also giving yourself grace when you first start out. <clears throat> so I want to end with that last part of Second Corinthians. So how it how it says, um, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness. Let so let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of God's glory in the face of Jesus Christ. As Christians, we're supposed to give the knowledge. God has given us the word, has given us the Bible, has given us all of the tools that we need successful. We're supposed to, just like Jesus told us or told the 12 disciples to go out and make more disciples, we're supposed to do that. So if we can't set the boundaries and say, as believers and hold each other accountable, as believers, this is what we need to be doing as believers. This is what we need to be <clears throat> accomplishing. These are the goals. We need to set clear boundaries. We need to set and allow ourselves to be transformed by the, the word of God and not distort it, as the text says, and not distort the word of God. So <clears throat> when we're going out and we're um, trying to create those boundaries they people can't come up against you and say well I just saw you at this place or I just saw you doing this we have to be able to say well see that's what I used to do that was my past unfortunate not unfortunately but unfortunately I don't do that anymore I am saved sanctified and delivered from that God revealed those things to me and I don't do that anymore and I don't walk in that shame and I don't walk in that deceit and I and free from my sin and my fleshy desires. Granted that yes, they do come up, but when they do come up, I go to the word and I go to the text and I allow God to say, hey God, like we're gonna bind that in the name of Jesus. Like I'm not gonna do those things anymore. I'm not gonna have those thoughts. And in reality, when you're going through those things and having those desires, it's hard. And that's when you come up and you have people that are your accountability partners. You have those people that say, hey, like I understand you're going through this situation or understand that you're dealing with this desire. So whenever you have that desire or whenever you are feeling like, hey, you want to go do this thing that you shouldn't be doing, call me. You need to have people in your life that will say that, hey, like if you have this desire or whatever, call me and we're going to pray about it and we're going to talk about it. Um, and we're going to bind in the name of Jesus. So that way you don't have that desire anymore. That way you don't have to keep dealing with that. And it's not an endless cycle of you do it, you fall back in, and then you go to God and pray about it. And then you just repeat it. So we don't want that to keep happening. So I want to end you with this. Like I said, that question, um, how do you, I want you to pose it to your friends or your coworkers or whatever. How do you navigate being in this world and not of the world. So you guys have a great rest of your week. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, I hope you found it very informative. I hope you got what you needed. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, my name is Blair Dominique. It is a pleasure to sit down with you. Um, until next week, we're going to end out in prayer like we always do. Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you for allowing me to sit down once again with my family, Lord God. I just ask that you cover us, Lord God, as we are continuing to just walk out in faith, Lord God, and be believers, Lord God. Let us set good examples, Lord Heavenly Father. Let us be used by you, Lord God. Let us not
twist your words, Lord, Heavenly Father, but let's walk in truth and in light and in purpose, Lord God, because we ultimately want to be used by you, Lord God. We also ultimately want to create disciples, Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord God. Thank you so much for allowing me to sit down and just talk and to just let the Holy Spirit flow through me, Lord, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Like I said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Gracefully Broken Podcast. I'm your host, Bear Dominique. As always, it is a pleasure to sit down with you. I pray that this message blesses you and keeps you.